What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is April 20th, 2013, and you guys are listening to episode 108. It is actually, I mean, technically, it's the 20th, but it is like 1.30 in the morning, 1.40 in the morning here. Um, I'm calling this late Friday night because I told you guys I was going to get this bitch back on track to regularly scheduled Friday nights. Uh, I know I've been doing some on Saturdays and Sundays just because of scheduling, but um, we got this one going late on Friday or uh, super, super early on Saturday if you want to be a technical dick. Anyway, um, got a great episode for you guys today. Uh, Hopefully I can follow up uh, the last episode. I got a lot of feedback, people saying that they loved the last one and the last one might have been the best one and all that stuff. So um, I appreciate that, but I do have a lot of cool stuff to talk about on this one. So hopefully I can follow follow what we did on on last week's uh, show. Uh, As always, I have to start off by saying the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Download the free app on your iPhone today, Butterfly Radio. It allows you to send audio messages up to five minutes to your favorite podcasts that are on Butterfly Radio. You could also register on ButterflyRadio.com and start your own podcast show, multiple podcast shows on there. It's a great tool and uh, just makes a ton of sense if you are a big fan of podcasts. So Butterfly Radio and uh, Butterfly Radio is growing every day. Uh, more podcasts coming on there, more more people sending some messages, so please do that, and as you guys know, I will get back to you personally. Okay, a lot of cool stuff to talk about, folks. It is finally over. The uh, Bill Burr Dirty South Tour was um, truly an experience that I'll never forget, and um, just amazing. Last I spoke to you guys was after pretty much the first leg of it, uh, where Jason Lawhead and um, his dad, JL, got off the bus. And uh, I got to be honest, Burr and I uh, really made the best of Florida, but uh, there was just a missing piece with those guys not there. Uh, it was just one of those things where you just wish the whole tour could have stayed together. It was amazing. And um, who knows what happens in the future, but um, amazing time. And uh, Burr and I, we did the Tampa Bay Improv, uh, two shows there, which was amazing. And um, old, you know, old historic, you know, a theater, like 100 years old, high ceilings, crowds were great. Uh, the area in Tampa wasn't so great. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned, I don't know, I definitely didn't mention that, I don't think. But like there were like chickens and roosters running around. I felt like I was in fucking Haiti too. It was just not, it, it was, you know, but we did that. And then um, a cool thing that we did after was... We got on the uh, we got on the bus and um, we went down to Tallahassee to uh, Florida State University and um, it's just you know me and Bill on the show and we go down there and we only did one show we thought I thought we thought we were gonna do two but we only did one show I guess the scheduling was was uh, you know there was some miscommunication so we get down there and uh, we back the bus in I'll talk about our bus driver our bus driver was absolutely fucking hysterical. I mean, this guy was just entertainment, and uh, well, I'm going to talk about our bus driver, Steve, a little more, too, but so, anyway, we get to Tallahassee, and uh, we get there like two and a half hours before the show. They ordered food for us and stuff, and we were like, hey, can we check out the campus? Can we check out the football stadium and stuff? And there was a lot of stuff that like Florida State, I know like the two famous people that they show that went to Florida State is Deion Sanders and Burt Reynolds. I know a bunch of other famous people did or like big sports people, but those are the two, excuse me, that people always think about. So 
we are uh, walking the campus and we're just checking it out. And uh, this uh, sweetheart of a girl, Tracy, from Mississippi, couldn't have been nice. So she drove us down to the football stadium because it was like 95 degrees outside and the stadium was like two miles away. So we weren't going to walk it. We just got, you know, we just, you know, we're in the bus and stuff. So she drove us and the football stadium was open to the fans. So we were in Georgia, not the case. They lock it up. But the football stadium, the actual, the big one, not a practice, like the fucking one that they play on, just this huge bowl of a, of a stadium was open to the fans and people are running the stairs, the stadium stairs and people are on the grass and we're like, holy shit. So we walked on it and, and then, you know, we're leaving and, you know, we just were like, look how cool this is. And then of course, Burgos, hey, we got to run the stairs once. And we were just tired and drinking the night before a little bit. So I felt like I was going to puke by the time I got to the top and it kind of put my stomach in shambles. And I'm serious. Like I, it really, uh, something wasn't right. I felt, I literally, I got nauseous, and we were like running up these stairs, we weren't ready for it, and our thighs were burning, just, you know, whatever, two idiots, didn't even stretch, we just fucking sprint up this this thing, but it was really cool, we, I took some pictures, I tweeted them of, of the uh, stadium and, and the field and shit, it was cool, so we get there, and they put us in this little, you know, off green room, dressing room, and the theater manager was like, yeah, we'll let you know, and, and the, the place was... Um, it was actually pretty different because usually when, um, you know, if I do a college with Bill, it's usually open to the public, not just students. And um, when I do colleges on my own, it's pretty much all students. But that th those are far and few between now, you know, because I'm pretty much, you know, tr you know, doing, you know, comedy clubs or, or rooms, not not colleges. So we find out that this place is going to be all students except 50 tickets were for the outside public. So other than that, this whole place is students. And I found that out two hours before the show when we get there. So I'm like, all right, well, I might have to adjust a couple of things. So we're waiting and we're eating and stuff. And um, something really cool happened, you know, I guess through through podcasts and through Bill and uh, me being on Bill's podcast and stuff. And, and um, you know, I only get to open for Bill a handful of times a year, you know, like I said. Um, so... I go, and I'm waiting to go on, and um, they're like, well, we don't have somebody to announce you to go on, and, like, you probably don't want to go, like, cold open, like, and just walk out there, and I was like, look, you know, whatever, I was like, if somebody could announce me just to start, like, just to say, hey, you know, whatever, I mean, either way, I'm going up cold, but, so they were like, ah, the microphone screwed up, so that that, that nice girl, uh, Tracy, was like, how about I just walk out on stage, I say, you know, thank you guys for coming out, and I announce you, I go, that's fine, that's cool. So a real cool thing happened. Um, she walks out there. I told her, you know, what to say and, you know, just say, you know, this and that. And, you know, just, just very recent credits, you know, because um, I did the Gotham thing. So that might have been somebody on DirecTV could have saw that. That was a couple months ago. Or, you know, just, just giving, like, things real quick and then just say my name. Nothing, you know, I'm not one of these guys that need to fucking need you to write, you know, read a book. So I give her, like, one or two bullet points and then my name. So she goes out there, and, you know, she's a, sh a shy girl from Mississippi. So she's like, guys, thanks for coming out, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, uh, your opening uh, comedian tonight or your opening act for, Bi you know, Travels with Bill. And he, she got the first couple things right, and then she kind of just froze up and didn't know what to say. And um, they were like, and she's like, his name is Paul. And she, like, kind of said, she's like, Paul. And, like, like many people in the crowd were like, Verzi. Ver it was so fucking cool, man. Like, you know, not, not just more because of where I was, if they would have done it in the East coast or if they would have, I mean, on the, you know, on the Northeast or if they would have done it, you know, 
Boston or New York or Jersey or something, but the fact that they like knew who I was, and I know it's his fans, but that's really never happened before. So that was really fucking cool, and they were students. They were younger, which, which was really great, and I went out there, and it was so cool because I was on stage, and they were just so nice, and, and I just started talking, and I just changed my entire... I mean, this is the second to last show of the tour. I've already done all these theaters and shows and I just changed it up. Like I was telling stories about my co- me in college and I was just talking about what I didn't like about college and how I just hated the professor talking. I wanted to be the one talking and all kinds of shit. And they were so great and it was just an amazing show. And just Bill came out afterwards and we were so tired from the night before. And an hour before the show, we're like, how are we even doing this right now? And then it just like, you know, it came out of us and it was sick and Burgess fucking, I mean... He just tore the place apart. It was it was insane, man. It was such a good time, and all the students were so cool. Unbelievable campus. Uh, one eerie, like creepy thing uh, that that we saw was uh, there was a Ted Bundy. One of those serial killers killed eleven girls in one of the sorority houses there, and we saw which one it was. Like he snuck in in the middle of the night and killed them and shit. And we saw the house, and that was kind of freaky. You know, to see that, but, you know, uh, the, the football stadium and the, you know, just the, the, the students and everybody, the, the, the Tallahassee thing was awesome. So then we had to get on the bus for the last night um, to go down to uh, South Beach, Miami. The, the, the last stop was the South Beach uh, Comedy Festival, and uh, I was opening for Bill in the biggest venue of the thing, which is the Jackie Gleason Fillmore Theater, which holds up to like, I think like 2,600, and we had like over 2,000 in there. It was sick, and you know, you know, some Comedy Central people, not all of the industry was in because it was the first night of the thing, but there were definitely some people there, and um, that was a great time, but rewinding a second, I got to tell you guys, this is the coolest shit we did, man. We were kind of bummed because it was the last night, and we were kind of bummed that, you know, Lawhead uh, and his dad weren't with us, so we were just like, man, let's just do something cool. We really hit it hard the night before as far as boozing and chilling out and, you know, smoking stogies and shit and just having a great time together, bonding as comics and going through all the shit you do on a tour and a tour bus and shit. So we're chilling out. And we're like, well, it's our last night. Now, we didn't have a hotel that night in Tallahassee. We basically did the show, said bye to everybody, you know, and then got back on the bus. And we had whatever it was, how many hours it was to um, to drive down to, to South Beach. So, and it was one of the long drives. So, we're like, all right, look, we got fucked up last night. We, we hit it really hard with the booze. Let's do this. Why don't we, because we had to get some food, we had to get some more stuff for the bus just for the last night because we didn't have much stuff left. So we're like, how about this? Let's go to the store, we'll get some snacks, we'll get wine, okay, and we'll just get a movie and chill, right? So I'm thinking to myself, all right, how about this? We've been watching comedies the whole time. Let's get a serious movie. So what we did was we got... We stopped at a, like a super fucking insane Walmart. It was one of these Walmarts that had like a wine store in it. And it wasn't Walmart wine. It was like wine that you get at your local like like winery. Like it was insane or, or, or wine store. So we go in there. We, go, we bought Goodfellas for $5. We got uh, a couple of bottles of red. Good bottles of red wine. And then I was walking. And I was like, fuck it, dude. Let's do an Italian theme. I was like, I can't make meatballs. You know, because I just don't have the shit. But, like, I'm like, if we got red wine and we're watching Goodfellas, I was like, we got to do something. So I found this unbelievable brand 
of, you know, this cheese, and it was a fresh mozzarella, fresh though. And it was one of my favorite brands. It's the same brand that I get my sharp provolone. I'm really going to Italian this up for the next couple of minutes. So, But you're probably going to be having your mouth water because the shit was great. So I was like, let's do this. Let's get this block of fresh mozzarella. And then let's get some fresh tomatoes, and we'll slice the tomatoes up. We'll put a, you know, we'll put it on a, we'll put it on the cheese. Put some salt on it. We'll eat that. We'll drink this wine, and we'll watch Goodfellas on this beautiful, luxurious bus that we're on. You know, tonight we'll sip some wine. We'll chill out. If, you know, maybe whatever, smoke a cigar, whatever we do. It's the last night. We got to do it. So. We get the cheese, we get the tomatoes, we, um, we you know, we, we pop Goodfellas in, we get the, the bottles of, of wine, we're sipping the wine, and we're just sitting on this bus, driving down to Miami, you know, in the middle of the night, and it was awesome, you know, it was laid back, we drank the wine, got a little fucked up, hung out, you know, just kind of, it was just cool, it was, it was just, and Goodfellas went by quicker than it's ever gone by before, like, we watched the whole thing. And it was uh, it was a great time. We also got a party tray, which added insult to injury. It was one of those trays where you had like pepperoni and cheese and salami and another cheese and Ritz crackers. And um, yeah, I probably I had lost like 11, 12 pounds before the trip, and I, I really believe that I probably I'm not kidding around probably put like I would say like five to seven pounds back. So. I think hopefully with not drinking and going back to the lifestyle I was doing before it, start eating more fish and shit, I'm going to get, you know, lose this fucking fat neck that I probably got back, but it was totally worth it. So we eat all that shit and we watch this, we watch that movie, great time, great last thing, you know, just, uh, you know, cool as shit. Now, I got to tell you, our fucking bus driver was one of these guys, he's from Mississippi and he was just so funny. I don't know if I told the story on the last one. I don't think that this happened yet. If I did, I apologize. But I'll tell you guys again, and I'll tell you some other shit that happened. He's one of these guys, carefree, cool, mind his business, great bus driver as far as knowing, you know, like he knows his boundaries. He was one of those guys that like knew when it was time to like, you know, like, but we unfortunately found out from him that not many people talk to him. Not many people are nice. Like he said, he's been on three-month tours where he said 10 words to people. We're, we're telling him when we're going to lunch, hey, come with us, Steve. You know, you're real cool, man. Just cool. But this guy did not give a fuck about, like this guy smoked a couple, like Marlboro Blacks. You know, he's drinking Mountain fucking Dew. He's eating Twizzlers. Just funny as shit. Burr said something to him, and I just laughed with his answer. Burr was like, uh, yeah, he said something about circus. Burr made fun of, not made fun of people that go to the circus, but he said something like, uh, yeah, like, who goes to the circus? And Steve, our, our bus driver, goes, man, I love it, man. You know, them clowns are hilarious, man. Little midgets running around funnier than shit. And we were just fucking laughing our ass off for, at this guy. Like, the sh he was just so, like, the guy just didn't give a fuck. You know, he was just telling stories and stuff. And um, I just loved the shit he ate. He didn't care. And the funny thing is, like, yeah, I don't eat like this all the time. But when I was eating corn dogs, eating Twizzlers. We went into a Waffle House, and the funniest shit, man, this guy is so, like, he, greatest answer he had, too. He he got this waffle, and they gave him a lot of butter for it. He's like, man, can I get another butter? And they put, a, they put another butter, and it was big. And he puts all the butter on top of this fucking thing, and I never in my life seen somebody put more syrup on a fucking waffle in my life. I'm not bullshitting. It was submerged. 
It was fucking submerged. It, it looked like syrup soup. And the bottom of it was this like, you know, like you're looking not at the bottom of a lake. You just see this waffle and it just had like the floating butter. And he was eating it. And I, Bill caught me. I was just like, we, we talked to him about it too. And he had the greatest answer. He's like, yeah, of course I did. My grandfather rolled over in his grave if I didn't. Just really, really like cool dude. And, um, you know, he came out to the shows and like, you know, he was chilling with us in the green room and the dress room and he'd come out and watch the shows. And it's just sad. You know, he, he said some shit. I'm not going to mention names, but he said some shit like a couple, even a com- couple comedians were a dick. Didn't really talk to him. Some bands wouldn't talk to him. And, um, you know, it's just like ridiculous, man. This guy was so fucking cool. So um, that was great. That was just a, you know, it was, it, you know, it's better. Because if you had some guy that was weird or didn't want to be there. But, you know, he was, um, he was just, he was cool as hell. And um, I, 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 I think I mentioned this story about how me and uh, Lawhead, like, broke a fucking record or, like, or, or one of the top people because as far as partying on the bus. Because he's been doing it 30 years, bands, you know, all these people. And he was like, he said something like when he woke up at 8 in the morning and saw me and Lawhead drinking a bottle of Maker's Mark, he was just like... Y'all got to be shitting me. <laughs> so it was just great. It was just great time. So anyway, uh, talk real quick about the, the last night that we were there. And it was um, it was um, Miami, South Beach. So we get there and we check in our hotels and we're exhausted. You know, we check in probably about five hours before showtime, just shot to shit. Like, just couldn't really go out in South Beach and enjoy it uh, That during that, like, when we first got there. I went across the street. I got some sushi and shit by myself. Bill was Bill went up to the room. I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm really performing tonight in front of 2,000 people. I was shot. I had one of those showers where, like, the thing hits you on top of your head and in the front. And I stood in the shower for, like, an hour and a half. And then I just laid down and I slept. And of course, right when I got comfortable around 2, 30, 3 o'clock, people start fucking calling you. And like I couldn't get like the deep sleep and shit. So whatever. So we get there uh, and, um, well, you know, we go we go over to the Fillmore around the time. See some industry, some Comedy Central people going there. Live Nation and stuff. And uh Another comedian, uh, Brody uh, Brody Stevens, he was going on first to do 10 minutes, and then I was going to go on and do like 15 or so, and then Bill comes on and closes with an hour, and I um, I looked at the room, and it was insane, like as far as appearance and how big, like 2,600 it could hold, but it just looked gigantic, and it, it looked insane, and you're like, man, they, they filmed a TV show here, and this is the Jackie Gleason Fillmore, it's just a, a beautiful venue, man, and it kind of brought me back to kind of like, I mean, it was definitely like, I would say like Carnegie Hall, and um, Westbury, and the Tabernacle, and this one were probably, and also like uh, the Count Basie, those were like those are like the top four or five that like as far as just massive and I'm looking in it and the show's starting a little late because apparently I didn't realize people in Miami and South Beach crowds like walk in like late like as the show's beginning so we started a little late and um Brody goes out there and um you know he does like 10 minutes and then I went out there and I don't know what got into me but I I don't know if it was because I was so tired I don't know if it was because it was the last show but I had this like just have fun 
and like not even care attitude. And I think everything contributed. Like le- like I said, last show, I'm tired. The, you know, the trip is over. I'm flying back the next day to finally see my kids after being away for, you know, nine, ten days, which was tough, man. I'm not going to lie, you know, like talking to my son and having my son say shit to me like, you know, I miss you, Dad. I can't wait to see you. Like, really, like, by day, like, seven or eight, it fucks with you, you know, and, and, and it hurt me. So I was just like, so everything. But I'm like, this is it. So let's just put it all out there. And I swear to God, and even the way the place was lit up, I just felt like I was alone. It was the weirdest. I don't know how to describe it, but all these people were to the right of the stage, and I get on, and I just kind of just went into this thing where I was like, I was performing for myself, and I was just confident and happy and having this great fucking time on stage. And I'm just, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, you know, there were definitely shows on the tour that are better than others, and, and just as a comic, you know that, but this was one where it was like, I just was like, I had a man, and I, for like, 15 to to 16 17 minutes or whatever I did I just I had one of the best times I've had on tour probably like top two or three sets that I had on tour it was you know it was up there with the one where I performed when the anchorman guys were there and Paul Rudd's head was fucking on the stage while I was performing laughing his ass off that was so cool but so I just have this great time on stage and um you know said goodbye to the crowd and I left and then I was just like, holy shit, it's over. And Bill did his thing, and we went downstairs in this lounge, and my manager, um, Paul Italia, Chris Italia's brother, he was there. He came out, and, um, you know, I just grabbed a beer, and uh, they had some snacks down there, and I was just like, holy shit, this is over. This is fucking over, man. We just did it, and, you know, and, and uh, you know, Bill's doing his thing on stage, and we just ended it, and afterwards, one of the coolest things happened. And this was, you know, and we were definitely like, man, we wish Lawhead was here for this. Um, but it was it was really, uh, really cool and um, amazing, amazing thing. And I have to thank, I have to thank, I'm going to thank these people when I'm done telling you guys the story. But, so, we go to, we go outside and um, Burr was selling his DVD and there's a line of people out there and, you know... Uh, people coming up oh you know take you take a picture and and, you know and then they're buying bills dvd and all this stuff so this guy comes up to me it's like four four people come up to me and this guy was like hey man you know i heard a lot about you didn't really get to see your 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 stuff too much we didn't get to see you live that was great blah 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 my name is tim and he's really nice and he takes out this business card and he was with some lady there that was like a little drunk and she's like you know she was trying to be funny but this guy seemed like the real deal now he gives a business card out and he goes, listen, I own a restaurant if you guys are in town. And I go, oh, well, actually, you know, we're flying home tomorrow. So I don't know. Now, we didn't know, you know, what's going on because the festival has some parties and shit. But apparently a lot of people for this festival weren't getting in until the 18th. And this is the 17th when this happens. So I'm just telling him I don't know. And he goes, well, listen, he goes, I own another restaurant. Okay, I own another restaurant that if you guys want to come out, you know, get some food and get some drinks and everything, I'll take care of it. And I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, I'll see what everyone's doing. But something about this guy just seemed different. Like we, you know, you come up after shows and people, oh, man, I got a bar. Come, I've had somebody come up to me after a show, say he owned a fuck. I had a guy come up to me and my buddy, Paul Bond from Long Island, comedian, come up to us and go, yeah, come out to my restaurant. Yeah, yeah, come out. And we go out to the restaurant and like we got this like bill and then we found out that like he does that a lot, like to get business. It was the most despicable thing ever. You know, 
he we could, and he didn't do it like he wasn't like oh come out and try my food and let me know what you think and you know you still have to pay he pitched it like come out to my restaurant you'll be my guest like that shit you know so he's playing this hollywood shit and then he gets you know you get there and it sucked so you know you get that we you know but this guy was like no come so then his girlfriend or wife leans over and she goes listen you know this guy's very humble but like he's kind of like a local celebrity he's got great restaurants he's a great chef he was a chef you know if you guys want to come out so I go, listen, we don't know what we're doing and what's going on tonight, but we might take you up on it. So he gives his number. He gives his number down, and my manager took the information down and was like, you know, we'll see what happens. So afterwards, I go to Bill, and I was like, hey, man, um, you want to, uh, you know, this dude came up to us, and I think this dude was legit. Like, he's got he's got a couple of restaurants, and, you know, we looked it up, and, you know, he said that, um, you know, he'll take care of our food and our drinks and, like, just, like, he wants to fucking, like, he wants to show us this really good time. And I was like, I know we wanted to get drinks anyway. What do you think? And like I said, sometimes you're like, ah, who fucking knows? It might be annoying. So we're just talking and there really wasn't anything going on. So, like, you know what? Let's let's see what happens. So the guy got in touch with my manager and said, hey, if you guys want to come to the restaurant, I'm going to keep some staff on and set a table for you guys. So let us know as soon as you can. So once we hear that, we're like, all right, listen, let's go there for a couple of drinks and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> I'm not making any of this shit up. This was fucking insane. So he goes, he, he he texts the guy and says, hey, we're coming. And the guy goes, bring everybody you want. So we end up going there with like, there's like four people from like industry, like Live Nation and a couple people from Comedy Central, I think. And, you know, and then um, me, Paul, uh, me, my manager, and um burr and we're sitting there and, and my manager's buddy john who who uh, moved from long island down there so we go there and when we get there it's this beautiful restaurant a block from the beach they have this whole long table set up for us they have bottles of champagne on ice for us they have sh one shot of tequila for everybody at the fucking everybody's plate and then a bottle of the Don Julio tequila there. They got buckets of Corona there. So we're like, holy shit, man. Like, and the guy is so thrilled and he's got people hustling and he's just like, um, he's just so happy that the comedians are there. He's a big fan of Bill's. He was just so happy. He, he actually went as far as to say, because we could not stop. I mean, I'm, I'm, when, when you hear this shit, then he comes out. And apparently he's famous for making pizzas, but he's also famous for having insane crab legs. He brings out plates, multiple, four or five plates for the table of just sick amounts of these huge crab legs, snow crab legs, huge. And he had them all sliced for you so you didn't have to do the work to get the meat. And when you took the meat out, it was like a fucking, like taking a human thigh out. It was fucking insane with buckets of butter to dip the shit in. The bottles of champagne were Dom Perignon. It was it was stupid. I could not fuck it. We're looking around. I'm like, this is the nicest thing. So he's like, oh, wait till you try his pizzas. So we're thinking like, you know, it's going to be crab legs and some beers and drinks and champagne, which is still above and beyond. He comes out. He's got these homemade pizzas and his fucking staff is hustling. Pizzas come out. Then he comes out with this Peruvian dish. I forgot the name of it, but it was like cold and it tasted like limes. It was insane. It was insane. And, and, and plate of it. Then he comes out with multiple plates of a flat Reuben sandwich that's sliced differently for everybody at the table to eat. Now, he gave enough crab legs for people to be full. Then he's coming out with fucking pizzas. He's coming out with this. More, oh, who wants more fucking tequila? Who wants more champagne? All this shit. 
It was literally the night. It was one of the most the nicest gestures. It was one of the most the place. If you go to Miami, you have to go there. His name is Tim. It was one of the most insane um, gestures and amazing nights. We're looking around and you could feel the breeze from the ocean and we're sitting there with all this amazing shit. And um, the owner and chef's name is Tim. And the name of the place is called Park Central Cafe. And I believe it's on Ocean. And it's it's just, it was amazing. And if that wasn't enough, okay, after the pizzas and the sandwiches and all that, then he, um, they, they, they come out with these hot towels for us to wipe our hands with these hot towels. Then he comes out with another prosciutto pizza. Pizza with all this prosciutto on top. And we're just sitting there like, holy shit, man. And, you know, they're coming out with more bottles of the Dom, pouring more champagne. And we're looking around. I'm like, I'm sitting here going like, what the fuck is next? Were they going to have a masseuse pop out from the fucking fl- pop up from the floor and start rubbing my, rubbing knots out of my back? It, I just, I couldn't believe the shit. I couldn't fucking believe. I'm looking around and they're looking at my face because I'm just going like, because I'm a, you know, you guys listen to the podcast. I like to talk about food. I like food. Like this prosciutto pizza came out. was It was just the nuttiest thing. I don't know what to say. And then if, as if that wasn't enough, then they bring everyone at the table, these dessert calzones with fucking chocolate Nutella in them, two scoops of vanilla ice cream on them, and strawberries with chocolate syrup. It was just, I mean, you want to talk about like making the right decision to just go and chill out. It was, and, and the nicest thing though, and this is when I knew that this guy was just a seriously nice dude was when he was like, no, man, it's my pleasure. You know, it was your guy's last night of the tour. Like, he remembered that and, like, really, and it was, it was just so, the, like, I don't know if I've ever told this story in a podcast. I think I might have, but um, that Thai restaurant, that famous Thai restaurant in Vegas where um, one of the most Hollywood gangster things I've ever fucking heard in my life. It's the Lotus, Lotus it's it's the, it's the famous Thai restaurant in um, in Vegas. And one of the most gangster fucking stories is a Smokey Robinson story where the play, everyone's eating in the restaurant. Smokey Robinson comes in the restaurant. People see him there. And he could have been, a you know, just a cold. Not only did he, he sang White Christmas. It was around Christmas time. He sang White Christmas for everybody in the restaurant and then took care of everybody's tab. Now, that is the most gangster, old school Hollywood shit you will ever hear. It's fucking unbelievable. And this was the closest thing to that. And this was just a chef who worked really hard. He's got three restaurants in Miami. And, I mean, he took care of us to to, to the point where it was just, like, um, amazing. It was just amazing and, and uh, fucking gangster. So Miami, it was, it was like this fitting thing where it was like it was meant to be. As, as corny and as crazy as that sounds, um, when the guy gave his card and just talked, I just had a feeling and then it, it really did work out and I'm not trying to have a, I called it moment here. I, I really, I really was just taken back by it and, um, it, we just sat there. Jason Lawhead's probably puking right now, <laughs> but Jason, if you're listening to this and it makes you feel any better, man, uh, Burr looked across and was like, man, I just wish Lawhead was here, you know, as did I. Because um, that's my dude now, and um, you know we bonded, and he's a real funny dude, and I'm, I can't wait to 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 hang with with that dude again, and you know, um, but that was the way to do Miami the last night, and uh, it spoiled me because I I want I want a bottle of Dom and crab legs everywhere I go, or else it's not good enough. 
I'm going to walk into a subway and have a flashback and just fucking throw my vitamin water on the floor and start screaming, calling these people cheap fucks and asking where my Reuben sandwich is. <laughs> but, uh, so that was it. Oh my God, that's 32 minutes in and I have so much other shit to talk about. Um, all right. Well, unfortunately, I got to talk about this sad shit after telling that great story um, about that guy, you know, which which he, it was so great. Like that that story just told itself because it was just that amazing. But um, oh, my God, I am following up 107 with a fucking doozy right now. Don't say I'm not fucking don't hate on this one. If you don't like this one, I don't want to hear it from you because it, it's you if you don't like that that story. Um. I mean, that whole shit made me want to go back to, made me want to go back to South Beach. But, uh, and to cap it off, we smoked a cigar. Me and my manager did. Bill was shot, but me and my manager smoked a cigar on the beach, and we were just talking about some shit, and it was fucking awesome. So, um, all right. The, the, the one thing I got to talk about is this fucking horrible, senseless, um, horrible, senseless, uh, attack in Boston at the marathon. Um, the thing that sickens me the most, and it's probably obvious because I have children, is that eight-year-old boy who lost his life. Absolutely, the most brutal fucking. I mean, I, I can't even. Oh my god, my heart. As I'm saying this right now, it's it's bothering me, and uh, my heart goes out to all the victims that that lost their lives or people that lost limbs and shit, of course. But just an eight-year-old boy is is it's you know it's just so fucking horrible and. Um, you know, it really is. It's senseless. You know, you, 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 you're going to get caught. You got caught. They got the second guy tonight fucking bleeding and shot up in a fucking lane in a boat somewhere. You know, what did he, you know, which is ridiculous. Cause when you get into the boat, what are you thinking is going to happen? You know, like you're going to bleed out probably and die. I mean, you know, but anyway, just, just an absolutely awful thing, and, and, you know, my heart goes out to everybody in Boston, and, you know, um, you know, so I said something on Twitter, and some people got upset, and, and if you got upset with it, man, like, what I said, I, I, I'm very, you know, uh, con- like, aware and conscious of the shit that I'm saying, and I put something out there, and I talked to a lot of people, and, like, 90% of the people were fine with it, and there's, of course, there's going to be people that fucking get upset, but I put a tweet out, which I fucking stand by and I think is funny. Uh, I also tweeted first and I wanted to make sure that I tweeted first that my heart goes out to everybody in Boston and, you know, that it's just a horrible thing and prayers for them and all that shit. And then I said the only people not concerned with this attack today were the Kenyans because they finished three hours earlier because they always fucking win the race, which is, I think, I think it's funny. And, um, you know, some people were like, oh, you know, that that's too soon and shit like that. But, um... In, in all seriousness, you know, just to clear the record, if you got upset with that, my brother was in Boston at the time, and I was panicking, and I was upset, because I didn't know where he was, and he had just gotten a job back there, and he lives there again now, and it's where he went to college, because he went to BU, and I used to go there and visit him, and, it, you know, it's like a second home to him, and, and going there was always cool for me. Also, you know, my uh, my mother, who was diagnosed with cancer in 1997, and she was in stage four, and she was... Um, you know, really not doing well, to, you know, and, and the Dana-Farber Institute a couple of months before my mother's last relapse um, came up with this test drug, which has kept my mother alive now, you know, um, going on, you know, 15 years. So, uh, and that the Dana-Farber Institute in Boston. So that's another reason why I have a, a, an amazing connection there. 
um, friends, family, you know, and, and all that shit. So, um, it was, yeah, it was, it definitely bothered me. And, um, you know, so I just, you know, it's just one of these things where, when is that a good, like, when does, what has to happen to you to be like, yeah, I'm going to fill up a fucking book bag up with nails and shit and put whatever kind of explosives and blow people up and hopefully it takes out a bunch, but just fucking do damage to scare people. Like, what did they think was going to happen? That nobody would ever find them and there's no surveillance cameras and, you know, nobody's going to be caught and, and what? And then they're just going to go out and what? Try to do it again or, or feel good after it? It's just so fucking senseless and stupid and, and I swear to God, man, like... I'm, they fucking, the, the one kid, and the one kid's running over his brother after his brother gets shot just to get out of there. It, it's just something just went terribly wrong in these people's life, and it's like, you know what, take them out back and just fucking put them down. Seriously, just put them the fuck down. Like, I, I just don't understand why... I mean, I, I know we're not animals, and that's not the judicial system. I get that, but at the same time, it's like, if you catch them red-handed... Like, I, th- I don't think that there should be trials for red-handed. If there's some sort of doubt, the guy's like, oh, yeah, it looked like me, but it wasn't me. You can't prove it's me. Like, I get trials for that shit. But if you have on a surveillance camera, the guy drops the fucking book bag and leaves, and then that book bag explodes and kills people, it, that's it. Just grab the guy, put him in, and be like, listen, you got a, you got a week to fucking call whoever you want to call and tell him you're fucking, you're, you're over, but you're getting the death penalty in a week. Fucking eliminate them. Stupid. And for anybody saying, no, no, you shouldn't do that. You should let him think for the rest of his life. Somebody that fucking crazy or somebody that's stupid, they're not going to, they're going to be happy they're alive and just be fucking probably gloating every day of their life that they did that. Just fucking kill them. You know, they're not going to sit there and be, somebody that's willing to blow up innocent fucking babies and shit with a bomb, they're not, they're not going to sit there and go, oh, what did I do? What did I do? They're not going to do that. And even if they did do that, they're going to say that in a fucking cell 23 hours a day. Why fucking waste the time? Absolutely horrible. And, um, I'm just, I'm just like, you know what it does? Because what it does is it does, see, this is how these fucking people went. These piece of shits win because you're going to a ball game one day and you're just looking in the stands and you're like, what happened if someone just did that there? Or what happened if it's in my section? Or what happens if I'm taking my family out and I got to worry because there's a pack of fucking Americans here and this fucking crazy cocksucker is going to do something. It's just awful. That's what it does. So, anyway... I hate to follow up a, a fucking cool story about comedy with that shit, but I, I did have to address it and talk about it because, um, you know, the good news is that they, they did, you know, one of the brothers is killed and the other one they have at 19 years old. He'll never see the fucking light of day again. And, um, you know, it, it's just, it, it's an awful situation, but it's cool to see that the whole country comes together and stuff and, the only good thing about this, and it's going to sound corny and cliche, but it really is true. And as I always say, the corny and cliche stuff comes out when it counts and when it should come out. And, you know, seeing the flags at, you know, you know, halfway down for everywhere, half staff, whatever. And, and, you know, and I don't know, just people coming together and 
I don't know, man. It's just it just makes you think like, holy shit, there's an eight year old boy standing there fucking watching people running. And and then that's it. So fucking unreal. So that's that. Heart goes out to them, thoughts and prayers and um moving forward, hopefully nothing like that happens again. Unacceptable for the week is the people at the Miami airport. I forgot to mention that. People told me, the cab driver told me the airport sucks and the people are mean and they were. This lady was like, I was like, yeah, I know, but I, this is not printing my ticket and my, my flight's about to leave. She's like, well, what time did you get here? I was like, no, I've been saying, you, you sure it wasn't five minutes? I was like, no, I was standing there for, maybe it was five minutes. Don't fucking talk to me like that. Fucking unacceptable. Fucking Latino accents and shit. Like, I don't mind. Listen, I don't mind like that shit, but like everybody in the fucking airport. We're like, where you go? Where you go? You go here? You go here? I'm like, what the fuck is this? Fucking annoyed me. I'm not going to lie. It, annoyed, it really did. It annoyed me. Where you go? Oh, go this line. Go this line. What are you doing? And I'm like, how the fuck are you people organizing? How are you people organizing people fucking flying? This And you're fucking rude at the same time? These fucking old Latino bitches with fucking, with like, like pink lipstick on and caked on makeup yelling at me. It was fucking awful. Uh, so that's unacceptable for the week. Just the MIA airport and the attitude and the way people, you know, from what I saw were. And uh, around the American Airlines too. So fucking call them out on it next time. I'm starting to get pissed off at people like like saying shit. Like I did a show tonight, right? I did a private show tonight. I just got back yesterday from Miami, but I did a private show tonight in um, Danbury, Connecticut. And it was like 350 or 400 people there. And it was this private function. And uh, I had a great time on stage and just, you know, was being really honest and just having fun and stuff. And, you know, I'm real sharp right now because I just did all these theaters in a row and, and just went on the road and stuff. And so... I was feeling good on stage, but before I went on, these two women walked by, and one of them was like, yeah, you see her? And she points to her girlfriend, and she goes, you're lucky she's not in the front. You're lucky she's not in the front. You'd be in trouble. And, like, instead of normally just, like, laughing it off, I just got annoyed that, like, people are so stupid, the same people that are like, yeah, you'll get a lot of material hanging with us, or, oh, yeah. So, you know what I said? I go, yeah, I'd give it right back to her. Trust me. I'd give it right back to her. So, like, like I kind of just wanted her to know, like, shut the fuck up, because she would do nothing but say something stupid, and then me being the comic, I would fucking destroy her. How about that? So think about that while you're shoving that huge square of pineapple in your face, you fucking fat asshole. It just annoyed me, you know? It just really, I don't know why it did. But th- those people who have to say that, like, you're lucky she's not, they'll do this. It's, they're going to do nothing. You understand that I'm a professional, I'm good at what I do, and I have a microphone. She would say something stupid, and I would probably say something to get booed because I would destroy her so hard, or I would just make you two fucking hate me, and everybody else would laugh. One of those two things would happen. Shut up. Just shut those people down. I'm on that shit right now. I just want to shut those fucking people up. Those, You know those people that just have to say that extra thing? They can't not say it. They have to say it. Because of who they are, like they have to get the attention. And maybe I'm being really harsh and rude and these people were probably just ready to have a good time and they said something to a comedian, which is probably the case. But I'm I'm like, I'm in, I don't know. I'm a little loopy, I'm tired, but it just bothered me. It did. Uh, good news though, everybody. 
The good news is it looks like my wife and I finally sold this house. We got an offer. And of course, all this shit happens. You know the way they say when you go away, things happen? All this shit happens. Just all of it happens when you, you know, the everything's going, the news is going crazy, all kinds of stuff, and my wife, you know, I was in Tallahassee, Florida, my wife is like, we're doing Florida State University, so we got an offer, she said, here's the offer, what do you think, I said, well, what do you think, she's like, I don't know, maybe, we, I said, listen, we should definitely take the night, I don't think we should make, because it was like 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night when we got the offer, and I was like, I don't think we should make a, you know, a rash decision right now, let's sleep on it, you know, I said, I got a long trip down to South Beach, I could think about it. Little did you know I was drinking bottles of wine, eating fucking mozzarella, watching fucking Goodfellas with Burr on a fucking luxury bus, and the last thing I wanted to think about was was this. But So I'm thinking about it in the green room after my set, and I'm just like, you know what? The money is so close that let's let's do it. You know, we're looking to get a house. So we accepted the offer. We got the the, the inspection people came today. It went well. These people came to see our, our condo three times, and then they pulled the trigger, so they definitely liked it. So finally, more importantly, no more showings. No more getting up and packing the babies up at 9 o'clock in the morning and having to clean every little thing immaculate. I mean, our house is clean anyway, but when you do a showing, it's got to be like, you know, there can't be nothing. And we had that happening all the time. And with two kids, it was so much. And the worst was when you would clean the house. And that's what really got me. Like I said, when you would clean the house and go nuts and you'd pack the kids up and one of the babies is crying and hungry and, and, and then you, you leave and you drive around and you go out and eat and you do all this shit and you find out they didn't come or they cancel. No more of that. Thank God. No more having to worry about where one of our cars are parked. We have one garage, but then you know the other one has to go on the street. Now we are getting to the fucking house. I'm getting a fucking, I'm getting a house that nobody's going to know where the fuck I'm at. I'm going to be in the woods. I'm going to have a gar- multiple fucking garages, and I'm going to be in the woods somewhere upstate, and I'm psyched about it. So, looks like that's happening, everybody. Let me get a dog and a couple of guns. A private reserve bottle of whiskey in case the shit really hits the fan. I'll keep the whiskey where I keep the ammo. <laughs> I actually got to be careful what I say in the podcast because I'm clearly joking right now, but somebody's going to be like, he said, man, he said, if God forbid something happened where like I shot some, well, I don't know why I always think I'm going to end it. Like if I did shoot somebody, I always feel like if I did shoot somebody or an intruder or something happened, it would be like a redneck with that accent. But like, I don't know, man, he said on his fucking podcast, he's going to shoot people. Next thing you know, man, my cousin ended up in his fucking front porch with two in his chest, man, this guy's crazy, he predicted he's gonna do his premeditated, so I don't want that to happen, but anyway, you know what I'm saying, I'm excited that I'm getting, I don't know how the fuck I got there from saying I sold my house, to me killing a redneck on my front porch by putting two bullets in his chest, I, I really have no idea how I got there, but my house is, uh, looks like things are gonna, looks like things are gonna go with that, so that's, that's other good news. Um, unfortunately, guys, the only movies that I saw was on the bus Anchorman about four times. Uh, by the way, really psyched that I met the cast of Anchorman 2 or a bunch of them. So Anchorman 2 is on the list. But saw that. We watched the other guys. We watched Talladega Nights and we watched Step Brothers. 
and we watch Goodfellas. And I'm sure everybody listening to this has seen all of those. So I have not seen anything other than those comedies on the bus. But that new movie with Gosling and um, Bradley Cooper. And I'm not a Bradley Cooper fan at all, but I think that one looks good. So I'm going to check that one out. And if you guys have any suggestions on other movies, please let me know. Because I'll check those out as well. I just, uh, now that I'm back, I uh, I want to go to the movies. I have a couple other dates to plug. But before I get into that, let's do a little bit of sports here. We're almost 50 minutes in. And um, I actually watched more baseball last night as I was falling asleep to it. And it's not a good sign when you're watching it and falling asleep to it. But I had just gotten off an airplane. And um, between the tour and the sun and all that stuff, and I just, my body was shutting down. And I I was falling asleep, but I did get to watch. I watched um, the Yankees uh, game probably the last three innings, and then some of the extra innings. And then the uh, who? Then they just came back. The was it Arizona? Yeah, they play. Yeah, and then Arizona just came back with like four, and I just fell asleep. But it was cool to actually get into it. And now I'll try to watch it a little more, occupy some time, especially when basketball is done. But that's not going to be for a couple months because the basketball playoffs start. And um sucks about Jeter, Jeter's leg. I just hope it doesn't, you know. It's sad to see the, the, the guys going down now. It really is, the Kobe's and the Jeter's and stuff. And who knows, everyone's getting older. But, you know, I'm really happy that the Knicks are playing um in the playoffs, and and the team went sixteen and two. Their last eighteen games of the regular season, I believe, which is insane. They're playing Boston. My prediction is the Knicks in five. I think the Knicks are going to win in five. I really do. I think they're going to lose one game in Boston, and I think they're going to. I think they're going to win everything else. So I'm taking the Knicks in five, and that's my prediction. I think that the Knicks will go to the finals against the Heat. I'm hoping that that happens, if that can happen. I don't know if that can happen, but I'm thinking, yeah, I think they can. I mean, let's be honest. I don't. Are the Milwaukee Bucks going to beat the Heat now? Lakers aren't going to do shit. I, I mean, I think Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City and the Spurs maybe, or Oklahoma City and the Clippers and in the, the West, and then in the in the East, I think you got the Knicks, because I don't think the Bulls now can do it with their with their injuries. And uh, the Knicks are just clicking right now. The Heat are the Heat. So we'll see. I mean, Boston you can never really count out. But I just don't. With, with Rondo out and, you know, the team older and stuff. I don't know. And I get, the, you know, playing with the heavy hearts and dedicating it to Boston. I get that. But I just don't know if that's going to be enough to beat a team that's clearly just has more talent. And and is younger. So I'm looking forward to that. That starts actually uh, tonight or today at 3 in about 12 and a half hours. Game 1 tips off Madison Square Garden. That place will be rocking. So I'm excited about that. All right. A um, couple of things I got going on, guys, um, just to keep you guys updated. The documentary film that I've been shooting for the past year, um, we're probably hopefully about nine months away from getting this thing done, and I'm super fucking excited about it. So um, unless there's some horrible, you know, kind of setback, which would suck, um, I'm really excited about some of this shit that we're witnessing as far as just looking at the clips and looking at, at, at some of the interviews and some of the things that we're talking about. 
Um, and also, I am gonna make it. I'm gonna set a date, and I will give you guys the date when I have the uh, the shooting of my first album that I'm gonna be shooting. I'm just putting that all together. Hopefully, by uh, June or July, I'll have that 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 will be taking place. And um, that's pretty much it, man. Got some other stuff in the works, but I don't like to talk about things until they definitely happen. But because of you guys, things are moving in the right direction. And please continue. Please continue to um, keep, you know, leaving comments on iTunes and uh, download Butterfly Radio and all that stuff. Really appreciate the support. And um, everybody who uh, listens to me or came up to me during this tour about my podcast, um, I can't appreciate it enough. And all you new listeners and stuff, um, you know, what I like to do if you've been listening is just talk about everything going on and, and you know, and what's going on and where I've been performing and, and sports and movies and all this stuff and have fun and listening to you guys come up to me and tell me how much you enjoyed and that your listener is awesome. I had a lot of people do that in Tampa. I appreciate it. And I had people telling me that um, really all over all over the the tour. So um, please spread the word. Let people know. And anything that you guys ask me or want me to talk about, I'll talk about on the show. So that's it, you know, I mean, there's nothing, whatever, you want advice, I'll give you advice and uh, probably be wrong and then the next week, the next question will be why did I give you that bad advice, but either way, I'll give it is what I'm saying. All right, let's get into some plugs here. What do we got? What do, what do you got? Remember that overacting that Pacino did in, in that one scene in Heat? Where he was like, give me all you got. Okay, tonight, this will be up beforehand, so if you hear it, tonight I will be at Bananas Comedy Club, headlining Bananas Comedy Club, um, with my friend, my friend Chris Lambert, who you've seen on the show, he will be featuring for me at Bananas Comedy Club in Poughkeepsie, I believe it's at the Clarion Hotel, I believe, but that hotel has changed so many times, the thing that hasn't, which is cool, is Bananas. Bananas Comedy Club in Poughkeepsie. I saw Chris Rock there when I was a kid. Yeah, I saw Chris Rock there. Who else did I see there? I'm trying to think. Well, I definitely remember. I definitely, um, definitely remember seeing Chris Rock there. But everyone's been there. The club has been there since the '80s, and even when the hotel has changed, it's been there. It really is kind of one of those like staple places up there, and uh, it's just one show tonight. Or however you want to look at it, tomorrow, tonight, whatever, Saturday, the 20th. It is one show at 9 o'clock, and um, it should be a good time. It should be fun. I went to high school in the area, so hopefully I see some people I haven't seen in a while. But please, um, if you're around the area, come out. It'll be a really good time. And um, that's it. Next week, next week, I will be in uh, Dallas. Opening for Burr. These are my actually. It's kind of sad because uh, I only get to open for my buddy Burr a handful of times a year, and these are going to be the last three uh, for a while. But I will be in Dallas opening for Bill, and then we will be in Austin, and we will be in uh, Kansas City, and I believe those are all theaters, and um, so that's going to be amazing. And then I will be performing at Levity Live on May first. I will be doing some shows at the Stand in New York City the first week of May. And May 9th, I will be headlining Levity Live in West Nyack, New York. As you guys know, Levity Live is kind of my home club that's out of the city in New York. And obviously, the clubs that you know I work in New York City, the Stand, Stand Up New York, 
um, you know, Gotham and, and, and just certain rooms down there that I'm at. But uh, Levity, I will be headlining on the 9th. So please, um, if you're around, come out. I'm working on some new material. You know, all the time I'm adding new material. And um, I hope to see you guys at a show. So thank you. Thank you so much for everything, and I hope you enjoyed this. It's great to be back home. It's great to be home with my family, my wife and kids. I brought my son a Lightning McQueen toy, and he lost his mind, and it was just uh, awesome to pick him up from school and have him run to me. So it, it feels good, and, you know, that's uh, that's what it's all about, man, at the end of the day. And that's why it's just fucking horrible what those assholes did over there when you think about families and stuff. So, um, I guess the end of the message, instead of going into some stupid thing, I'll just say, you know, don't take anything for granted, man. You know, seriously. One day you're at a game, one day you're at a fucking marathon, one day you're doing something, and the next thing you know, some asshole blows something up and somebody you love is gone or has no legs because of it. And it's just awful, so, um... You know, be careful, be aware, and, and don't take anything for granted because with these crazy assholes, who knows what the fuck is going to happen. And um, I'll, I'll close with this. Something happened tonight, man, and um, I had no intention of talking about this on the podcast, but I'm going to talk about it now. Something happened tonight. Before I get out of here, I'll make this quick, too. But something happened tonight on my way back from this um, gig that I did. I did a private gig in Danbury, Connecticut tonight, like I said. And... I don't know what it was, but I don't know, man. It was weird. It was like I just had this weird thought today, and I, I don't know, man. I, I performed, and I did the show, and it went great, and I was in my car driving, and I don't know what the fuck happened, and I don't know if it's because I'm tired. I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm just I'm run down, and I need rest. I don't know what it is, but... I'm just driving and I'm thinking about something and I'm driving and I'm like just I wasn't paying attention and this never happens to me and I just go through a red fucking light and as I'm going through the red light the other light is coming and this fucking white Nissan literally just everyone's honking it was like a movie remember like in like Beverly Hills Cop when he fucking purposely went through the light and those cars came like it was like that like I was going through the intersection and this white car is coming at me and I just had to fucking throw like just pull the wheel all the way to the right and get out and everyone's honking at me and I mean I went through a blatant red and it wasn't like it just turned red like it was red and cars were going and I just went through it and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with me and I have no idea I've never done that before and I don't know if it's just because I'm run down or if I'm just like was thinking about something and not paying attention for the thing I don't know but it never happened and I'm just like holy shit man like that, like you, like you, what the fuck are you doing? So, I mean, there's no really advice on that. Just don't be a fucking asshole and pay attention to the rules, and that's not going to happen. But I, I got kind of scared about it, so I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened there. So, I guess that's probably a good cue for me to say it's time for me to go to sleep. So I'll, I'll end on that. Don't run red fucking lights and uh, not pay attention to what you're doing. Um, that's pretty much it. So. Make sure we got through everything here, and I think we did. I think we did. So that's episode 108, and you guys are the shit. If you go to the fucking Miami airport, tell me I'm fucking wrong. Those people sucked, and it was unacceptable. Until episode 109, everybody, please uh, keep sending your keep sending your comments. I am out of here.
had an amazing time all you people that I saw. Thanks for the support. And uh, come to my shows, buy my album when it comes out. We'll talk about it. Verzi Effect Podcast 108 is finito. Take care, everybody.